Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was their pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So don't go making phony calls. It's time for... I never saw that. Spatula City. <laughs> we sell spatulas. And, and that's, that's all. all. That is also my first thought when I think of Weird Al Yankovic. It's my favorite Weird Al song. Yeah. And that is the whole song that I just sang. Uh, it's from UHF, so we're not talking about it today. No, we aren't. Uh, welcome but, to I Never Saw That. We're talking about Weird Al Yankovic today and his album Bad Hair Day. Mm-hmm. Released March 12th, 1996. Yep, which was when I was in Montana. So you missed out on this cultural touchstone. I did. And uh, and I discovered it later, of course, but only a f- couple songs, I realized, mm-hmm. as we listened to it. Yeah, this is a... This topic was chosen by our newest patron, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Mike is a huge Weird Al fan. Yes. So he was excited for us to talk about this. And it also, it does tie into some other things that we've talked about and that we could talk about. Yes. So I had a friend in high school who was really into Weird Al, which I think everybody has that one friend, right? One friend? That was really into Weird Al in high school. I mean, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't remember I don't remember Weird Al being a part of my life in high school. I remember Weird Al was a big part of my life in elementary school. I thought he was so funny mm-hmm. and that was the days of cuz I'm we're a lot older than Mike. In fact, he was probably in elementary school when this came out, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense because I do think that these songs are funniest to children. I mean, there's some other, there's some stuff that goes over their heads for sure. Yeah. But even listening this time, oh, sorry, I didn't finish my thought. I was just saying, I loved, like, Eat It. Eat It is the first mm. Weird Al song I remember. I had a friend who made, like, a, a video of himself eating a bunch of Twinkies <laughs> to that song. What else was back? Like, that was, like, like 84 really early mike was not even born yet i don't think weird al has a long career like he started recording stuff i think in the late 70s maybe that makes sense um this was his ninth studio album wow bad hair day um yeah yeah. he's very prolific for sure Yeah. yeah and one thing i want to get out of the way before we talk too much more he's not related to frankie yankovic frankie yankovic is a famous polka band leader they have worked together. Yeah, because um, Weird Al loves polka. Yes. And there's a story. I don't know if it's true or not. But his parents said that he took up accordion because a traveling salesman, not salesman, a traveling music lesson person came to their door one day and said uh, that they were offering music lessons and they could teach either guitar or accordion or something. I don't know, piano or accordion. And they chose accordion because they thought there should be another accordion playing Yankovic in the world. 
which oh. I'm sure there's no shortage of, but it's kind of a <laughs> ridiculous story. Um, I don't know okay. music teachers who go door to door and offer lessons, but maybe that was a thing back in the day. Eh, I'm um, sure there have been, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he uh, they have collaborated. They've worked together before Frankie Yankovic died. But Frankie Yankovic, I just want to give a little shout out. He's also um, an incredible musician. He's the king of polka, basically. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the... He's probably the biggest star and the biggest proponent of the Slovenian style of polka music. Wow. So, you know. Okay. I have a lot of Frankie Yankovic albums. I don't own any Weird Al Yankovic albums, but they're unrelated. Uh, well, let's be. Let's talk about why Micah owns so many Frankie Yankovic albums. <laughs> we don't I mean, need you to get can't into just that. throw that out. You, there's more to the story, but Micah collects thrift store records. And why do people need to know why I own Frankie Yankovic records? That's a normal thing to own. It is not. It is. No, it's not. Normal people don't own a whole lot of like normal people our age do not own a lot of polka records. That's not like a normal thing. That's a thing that you do because you like. Weird records. I like good polka. I mean, I okay, like. Micah. Like, this is a conversation for another time. <laughs> okay. Um, so, before we get into dissecting bad hair dye. De- bad hair dye? <laughs> before we get into dissecting bad hair dye, I have a little segment I like to do. Oh, yeah? What yeah. is it? Is it a new one? It's not What's new. it called? It's called... Don't say it. See you in the funny papers. See in the funny papers. See in the funny papers. Okay, so we're on to August 25th, 1994, and... My 10th day in Montana. Really? After I had run away and hitchhiked on the dark, deserted highway with two drunk dudes and come and been brought back yes. to the school. And we talked about how you didn't stop and pick up a newspaper and read the comics while you were out there. I didn't, and it was a real missed opportunity, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so grateful for this segment. Well, here we go. Today, <laughs> we're going to talk about the uh, comic strip Rose is Rose. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you remember that one? I've heard of this one. I don't think I remember it so much as I've seen it as an adult, because it's still... Isn't it still a thing? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure it probably is still going. It seems like they all are still going. Yeah. Somehow, magically. Um, this comic strip, uh, stars Rose. Okay. And she is Rose in the comic strip. She's... Oh, I get, I see. So Rose mm-hmm. is Rose. Rose is Rose. And, okay. Um, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. She has a little kid with spiky hair, spiky black hair, and they're both in this one. I would say that the kid and the mom are both main characters. I don't remember the dad or anyone else. And, uh, since I haven't read it, probably since 1994. The only characters I know are the ones in this particular comic strip that I'm about to describe. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's sort of how this always is. Yeah. I'm not like a Rose's Rose expert or anything. Or an expert on really any anything. So this is a four panel. Um, we've got four panels to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first panel, Rose is... I mean, her Rose. kid's really short, but it, <laughs> it looks like he's standing on the counter. Because she's, you just see her torso up and there's a line and then he's standing on that surface. So I guess he's standing on the counter. Maybe that's what they're arguing about because they are arguing. Okay. Um, So she's yelling no with one exclamation point. And then he yells yes with one exclamation point. Okay. Below that, 
She yells no, and it's bolder and darker, and there are two exclamation points. And then uh-huh. he yells yes, and it's bolder and darker oh. and two exclamation points. I see points. where this is going. I think the, the argument is escalating. Yeah, I, I, I see where this is going. So are we all caught up here? He, she's saying no, he's saying yes. Is that the first two panels? That's the first panel. Oh, that's just... That's one panel. They Okay. Um, so then the next panel, she has picked him up and is embracing him. Uh, I know it's an embrace because there's a heart above her head and she's smiling. So she's not trying to like smash him or crush him or ah, smother him. Um, okay. Yeah, looks, that could be confusing. He looks kind of surprised. But that heart just clears it right up, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a loving relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're just arguing like kids and parents do. Um, so that's the second panel. He looks a little surprised. Third panel, he's still wrapped up. He looks a little surprised. Um, but she says, no. And then there's a heart in the speech bubble. So I don't know if she actually said, like, heart shape. Because mm-hmm. um, it's in the speech bubble. So that's what I'm assuming. She said, no, heart shape or symbol of heart. Okay. Um, and then he says exactly what you just said, I think, in the same way. Okay. Mm, that's not how I said it. And then the fourth panel, um, he's sitting out on the porch. He's got his hand on his chin and his cat sitting next to him. And they just look like they're having a real heart to heart. And he says, a hugging no isn't fair. That's the third panel? That's the fourth panel. That's it. I missed the third one somewhere there, in there. The third panel was the no heart shape. <sighs> what was the second one then? Oh, I was led to Christ. believe that was the second one. No, that was the third one. What was the second one? The second one was her picking him up and just having the heart above her head. Oh, she those wasn't are two separate panels. Yes, obviously. Okay, so that's it? Yep. Okay. That's it. Rose's Rose from August 25th, now, 1994. I, I kind of want to peek behind the curtain just for mm-hmm. a second because you seemed like you were really excited about this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you told me last night I found a comic and then you said, boy, did I find uh-huh. one. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for this wild comic. Yeah. And I'm wondering no, if you just were saying, no, I really, no, like, it, boy, did I? Like, yes, I really did? Or No, it wasn't this comic. It was a different what? one. What? I found a different one, but then I like realized that that was a reprint. That wasn't the original date that it... I found a really bad one that was even stupider than this one, and I was really excited to describe it because <laughs> it made me so angry. Um, but it was from like the 80s, and it was just a reprint on that date. Well, I feel like now you have to do that one. I can't. Not can't on this it. episode, maybe, but... doesn't fit in our timeline. It's Patreon Extra, maybe? See you in the funny Speaking of Patreon extras, real quick, uh, and especially since we're doing a patron chosen episode today, hopefully you all listened to last week's episode with the Yule Brothers from Finish It, the podcast, where we did the 1995 Choose Your Own Adventure book, Tattoo of Death. We each did a read. We each got a different end. Now, as you know, probably on Finish It, what they do is go through every page, every ending of every book that they read. Uh, And so we are going to do that with Tattoo of Death, but we're going to do, we're doing a mini series. It's called Tattoo of Death, the mini series, 
the revenge. And we're going to release 13 episodes because that's how many endings are left in that book. Yeah, and it's Patreon uh, exclusive content. So if you are a patron at any level, you will have access to each of the episodes from the miniseries. Now, if you are not a patron and you are pissed off at me right now... You have some options. That's fine. You have some options. One is just become a fucking patron already. (laughs) Two is... Just kidding. Two this is, is called the hard sell. Two is that you can just be patient because after we release all of the mini series episodes, we will reveal in a regular episode on this show what each of the endings were. We're not going to go through every every read mm-hmm. like we are in the mini series, but we a will summary. just we'll basically just give a list of all the ways that Sprazzle kills you. Can you can die in this book. <laughs> No, you don't die in all of them. Spoiler. Sprazzle does kill you in all of them, but you don't die in all of them. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's a good time to become a patron if you were considering that. there's another option if people are really wanting to know. Oh, they could read the book themselves? Yeah, you could just go find yourself a copy of Tattoo of Death. Oh, yeah. And read it yourself. That's true, I guess. So, and I think we should put that option out there because (laughs) um, we are currently literally profiting off of someone else's IP by making these Patreon exclusive only. So just don't tell anybody. No, we're not. You know? I Look, if in case you're <laughs> feeling like this seems weird, like we're just stealing Finish It's thing. No, I, I meant R.A. Montgomery, the author oh. of Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, oh yeah, I don't yeah. care about that. Oh, okay, cool, I was cool, very cool, cool, concerned cool. that we were kind of just stealing Finish It's whole thing. But um, I have spoken to them a couple different times about it, and they are... We have their full blessing, and they're cool about it, and I am also sending them the recordings, the miniseries episodes, because obviously they they deserve it, and they're the whole reason that we're doing it. <laughs> they deserve it. That, I mean, you all deserve it. It's just, you know what I'm saying. That makes it sound like that other it's a don't. bad thing, that like, oh, they, deserve they deserve this. <laughs> they're getting what they deserve. Anyway. This tattoo of death torture. But honestly, tattoo of death is a wild book. If you listened last week, you already know that, but I mean, oh, yeah. the, it is so... The adventures, not that we get to choose them really, but the adventures were so wildly different. There are some that are just out there. It's it's pretty great. It's so, so weird. Again, good time to become a patron or just hang in there, buddies, and we will fill you in eventually. One other cool thing about this, if we get more patrons... We are currently at 32, right? Yeah. One of our first goals was if we get to 50 patrons, Jen has to get a tattoo. Well, that is our first goal. Our first goal has always been to get to 50 patrons. And yes, I have pledged that I will get a tattoo when we get to 50. Now, uh, this was something that I realized and one of our listeners, Tim, is now very committed to trying (laughs) to make happen. Uh, now that we have read a book about an actual tattoo, it does seem kind of perfect to get the tattoo of death. So I know, anyway, that's I what I just want to say for the record. I think it's a terrible idea. You're basically joining a gang and you're getting a tattoo called flowers, Tattoo yeah. of Death. Yeah. So I'm not scared to know you're gonna Tai Chi gangs die as soon as you get this tattoo, and then I'm gonna have to. Keep on doing seeing the funny papers for no one? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess it is sort of for no one. I mean, that will be the saddest part. That will be sad. You could just play sad 
you could have a sad piano music uh, song mm-hmm. that goes with it. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> that's something that Tim really wants to happen, and I'm I'm all for it. But yeah, tattoo of death, perfect opportunity. Fifty patrons, I get a tattoo. Maybe I die, maybe I don't. It's very exciting to think well, about. Yeah, that's something to look forward to, I guess, for everyone. All right. So anyway, <laughs> finally, let's get into bad, bad hair, hair day. day by Weird Al. Yes, so I already talked about how this was his ninth studio album. I want to go over a couple more little statistics and stuff before we get into the tracks. Go for it. Um, So it sold over 1 million copies in the U.S. in 1996 alone. Wow. Um, It was the highest sales tally for any comedy album in a single calendar year Mm -hmm. since they began tracking that in 1991. The album itself peaked at number 14 on the Billboard 200 uh, it was his sixth gold record in the U.S., and it went on to be certified platinum in U.S. Uh, in the U.S. and in Canada. Wow! Some of the hits from the album Amish Paradise, which is a parody of Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise, which yes. we talked about which um, at length before. We've talked about two different times yeah. actually, because it is the theme song from Dangerous Minds, that mm-hmm. that wonderful white white savior movie that we watched. <laughs> Uh, and we watched the video, so yes. that 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 was an excellent uh, connection for us. So Amish Paradise uh, charted at number 53 on the Billboard Hot 100. And Gump, which is a parody of Lump yep. by the Presidency of the United States of America and the movie Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. um, which I think it's interesting that the two big hits from this are things we've already, they're parodying things we've already talked about and something that we've said we will never talk about on this podcast. Forrest Gump. At all, but it keeps coming up. Forrest well, Gump. Mike actually wanted us to do Forrest Gump yeah. at first. And I, I said... I'm totally happy to do that, but just so you know... We're going to take a big dump all over it. I I did see it, in fact, on my way to Montana. When we get to Gump, Mm, when we get to talking about that song, I will get into that a little bit. But I also hate that movie. So So that song reached um, 102, 102 on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay, wait... So Something, that was a little something's not to me. adding. Yeah. Uh, wait, give me a second. Carry the the square root. Of... Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe you can explain it to me off. Off, off the air. air. Yeah. Okay. Off the cast. So the cover of this album also parodied Coolio's hair. Mm. It's the famous cover of Weird Al in a gray suit with a white shirt and his he's holding a hat i think mm-hmm. um but then his hair is all those wild coolio braids braids like. that are sticking straight up mm-hmm. kind of um which now would be considered problematic in a way that it wasn't at the time yeah I think. it could be but it's also like that's weird al's deal is he's just parodying things all the I time know, and but I... yes it's definitely on that line of cultural appropriation and parody and um apparently Weird Al also, his record label to promote the upcoming album, they had him appear on some awards show and present something or just appear on stage at some awards show in that outfit with mm-hmm. his hair all crazy mm-hmm. as kind of a hint mm-hmm. of what was coming up. 
He didn't um, do like blackface or anything, did he? No, no. I think he was just wearing that okay. outfit and had his hair up weird. Um, I do think that he did do blackface uh, years before uh, when he was Michael Jackson doing Michael Jackson songs. Oh, I was looking this up really? and I want to find out if I'm right about that. So I'll look it up again. Okay. Well, I've been looking for it and I don't actually see anything about that. So I'm hoping I made that up in my head. What I did just find though, that I find really interesting is that because Weird Al is still huge, you know, he still mm-hmm. tours and uh, he's still really popular. He dropped his Michael Jackson songs after oh, Finding Neverland came out. Interesting. Yeah, which is good. I mean, that's good on him because that's kind of the only response to that. Yeah. And I think it was just Eat It and Fat, right? Were those his only two Michael Jackson parodies? I don't know. Those are the big ones. Fat was a parody of Bad and Eat It obviously was Beat It. Yeah, they I seem I guess maybe that's not obvious. Linked, but, um... Yeah. Well, yeah. Weird Al loved fat jokes you know that was kind of one of his things back yeah. back in the day so so i guess it's also good that he dropped those for other reasons too yeah um he may have performed other ones because he often does that where he um performed he wants to record songs but doesn't get permission or it doesn't work out for the album and um so then he performs them later or releases them in different ways later once he gets permission um well and in fact amish paradise Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I thought there was like a whole controversy about it. It turns out it was just Coolio was pissed that Weird Al parodied his song. Yeah, and apparently sounds... they made up later. And yeah, it's totally, and it's fine. But it, but wasn't it? Because he usually does get permission, which I also think is a good yeah guy thing which to he, do. He technically probably doesn't have to because he right, could use fair parody. use as a but an argument. But, but he but, didn't with Coolio. Well, Coolio claimed he didn't, but. His record label told him he did or something. I don't know. Uh, like Weird Al's record label told him that they had gotten permission. But he Coolio actually said that he didn't like Weird Al desecrating his song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they made up later. And I don't think it was a huge deal. I don't think they're best friends or anything. There were a bunch of other songs I mean, he wanted to be on this album. And I think, like, I know Amish Paradise. And I know I had heard Gump before. Um and I, I think I'd heard Alternative Polka, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember these songs being played on the radio. Do you? I mean, I'm sure they were on some stations, but I, I don't, don't know remember. that Weird Al was ever played on the radio. I mean, I'm sure I he's gotten some that was his... airplay, but probably not a lot of spins on like the alternative stations that he was parodying the songs of. They may have played it once or something. Um but this song was actually released. Amish Paradise was released when Gangsta's Paradise was still getting heavy radio play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pretty quick turnaround for him. He had other songs that he wanted to put in here that didn't make it. Um, he wanted to parody Come Out and Play by The Offspring um, mm-hmm. and Free that, as a Bird yeah. by The Beatles. But Paul McCartney, who apparently is a big Weird Al fan, said okay but it was actually john lennon's song so Mm -hmm. they deferred to yoko ono and she said no she didn't want him to do it Mm -hmm. um he also wanted to parody i'll be there for you by bon jovi not the bon jovi version ah damn the rembrandt's version which you know better as the theme song to friends but oh no i'm gonna have that in my head now because that song is already a parody of itself (laughs) 
No, I'm kidding. Good um, one, Micah. The Friends producers said no. They didn't want to let him do that. Okay. And I think it's interesting that the Friends producers basically own that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the band was like, okay. I do think, like, with Amish Paradise, I do, I, I mean, I think Coolio was taking himself a little too seriously, but I also think that song in particular is about, like, kids growing up in tough circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? In I the totally hood. Get and being so. Upset. Like that, some it does kind of make sense. White that, dude is just making yeah, fun of your song. Yeah, but but then but then also on the other side of that, it's like but like you said, this is this is what he does. He makes mm-hmm. fun of like that's his job. He parodies things, so it's it also seems weird to me to ever be pissed off about anything he does unless it's like offensive, right? And and, making... and some of it probably is, but I don't think Amish Paradise is particularly offensive. No, but, and I he's mean, he's like parodying the Amish lifestyle too, and how. Right, that's what he's making How hard fun it of is more and, than. But it's all, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. It yeah. all goes together. It it makes sense on a lot of levels, so I see why he did it. Well, okay, and isn't the music video for this pretty funny? Or am I thinking of there is a music video with Zach Galifianakis where he's riding around on a tractor, and I think he's Amish, and I think I'm getting that confused with with yeah, this. Yeah, that has nothing to do with this. I know, but I so I'm not sure if I've seen the Amish Paradise video. Because I think that's the one I'm thinking of. I don't think Zach Galifianakis is Amish in that one because he's on a big tractor. Amish people don't use tractors. They don't use tractors. The gasoline engines. Hmm. The video for Amish Paradise was big. The video for Gump, I think, was also big. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start talking about the songs. So this album... This is something that I I think I knew about Weird Al. I'm not a big Weird Al fan, so I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to a whole album except when it was like playing in high school at my friend's house or whatever. And I knew that he did original songs and and other things, but there's a lot there are a couple parodies on this album, but there's a lot of like style parodies that aren't specific parodies of specific songs. They're more in the style of an artist. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's like there's one, the alternative polka, which I had heard before, is just a super it's a medley. long medley of songs a whole bunch in of a polka style. Alternative songs. Yeah, yeah, but he just sings the real lyrics. It's just right. Polka it's just versions. polka, but it. I think like it works better at, at times, better than others. But it is pretty funny. Some of those yeah. songs sound really funny as polka. The only Al- Weird Al album that I remember listening to all the way through several times was UHF. I loved the mm. UHF soundtrack, hence the Specialist City song <laughs> at the beginning. One of my other favorite Weird Al songs is called Let Me Be Your Hog. Oh, it yeah. It just goes, let me be your hog. I've heard you sing that. Let me be your hog. I said, baby, 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 baby. And then there's like a record scratch, and that's the end. I like I like this new thing we're doing where we we're just not going to put in clips. You're just going to sing. <laughs> yeah, actually. Okay, it, cool. I me parodying. Parody. Yes. No, but I love I love uh, the UHF soundtrack, and I loved that movie as a kid. But I don't remember either listening to full albums. Maybe single. I don't know. I don't remember. So anyway, Amish Paradise. Yeah, I think we covered that one. That's the opening no, track, I believe. I have something okay. to say about it. Yeah, we tell me. listened to it. We listened to this album in the car the other day with our kids. Oh God, yeah. And uh, our daughter Sadie started laughing right away because at the beginning he says something about how my wife is very plain, but that's fine for an Amish like me. Mm-hmm. 
As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. She was just losing it, just giggling. And again, it brought me back to the idea that these songs are really funniest to children <laughs> is that fair to say mike i don't, don't want to come i don't want to uh insult mike or other adults who love weird al i know that adults do love weird al but i i don't know i guess for me i just associate him with you know pretty young childhood yeah they're silly songs i mean he's doing they're obviously silly his right. his sense of humor is silly and but goofy. i guess what is his target demographic do you think like what who is he going for who was he going for with this album everyone well i think fans of you know teens like kids that listen to that music but also have a sense of humor about it but mostly younger children, don't yeah. you think? A little bit younger. And adults that grew up listening I mean, to him. And like I said, I think Mike is like 10 years younger than us, just mm -hmm. like most people are. Um, <laughs> most, people most people in the world are 10 years younger than us. Most people we know through podcasting are like 10 years younger than us. So he would have been, you know, like first, second grade when this came out, third grade, mm -hmm. which is, I feel like, the perfect age for this. Yeah. That's right in Weird Al's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So, okay, the second track is a style parody, and it is a style of They Might Be Giants, and it is very apparent right away. Yes. Um, I have never listened to a ton of They Might Be Giants, but, you know, if you've heard a They Might Be Giants song, you would recognize it sounds this. sounds like the song. It sounds, it, it is a very successful parody of their style, I yes. think. Yes, I think yeah. it could just be a They Might Be Giant song, and nobody would notice if they recorded it and put it on an album. I think it would fit in really well. If they just put the Weird Al song on? No. What do you mean? Well, yeah, or if they record, I think it's just, like, they're kind of goofy and silly, too, and their yeah, lyrics yeah. are often goofy, so... Which is why it's kind of funny that he didn't parody one of their songs, because they would have been... Although I guess it's, you, if it's already goofy and silly, yeah. what are you going to parody? Yeah, it's more fun to to parody things that take themselves so seriously, like Gangsta's Paradise and like the next song. Oh God, which is um, another thing we kind yeah, of yeah. This is about. another connection to our show. Uh, um, this one's called Cavity Search, and it's a parody of U2's "Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me," mm -hmm. which, which is from the soundtrack. It's from Batman Forever. Of Batman Forever. But yeah. was it actually in the film? I doubt it. I None of the songs of were. None yeah. of the good songs. It was anyway. probably in the credits. Is that what they played during the credits? Possibly. Yeah. Um, and if you all listened to that, if you haven't listened to our Batman Forever episode, um, it's one of my favorites. I highly recommend it. I not say, the movie. Not. No, it's one of my favorite episodes. Yes, just to make that clear. Um, we did not enjoy the movie. I don't want no spoilers, but but we did talk quite a bit about the soundtrack because there are 
fucking great songs on the soundtrack, but none of them were in the end. <laughs> or very <laughs> Some few. Some of them were, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so this is, and it, I like the U2 song, but it's funny. The par- This parody is pretty funny because it's such a serious song. So the idea for this song, it's called Cavity Search, and it's, he sings. No. Yeah, Something it's he's just going go to about dentist. the dentist. I mean, it works really well with the song because it even rhymes with the original. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I feel like it's just too long. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's like an onion headline kind of. Like the headline's funny. Right. I don't need the, the whole article. The concept is really the funny. The concept is good. The execution is pretty good. It's like a good song. It sounds kind of like... The U2 song, yeah. but it's so long. You know what? That's a good way of putting it. And I think that that might be how I feel about Weird Al songs in general. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the two examples I gave you of my favorite Weird Al songs are, are like five short. seconds yeah. long. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I genuinely love them. I think they're really, really funny. So maybe that's what it is, is that I just, I just wish it would be almost like he would do clips of songs, which mm-hmm. is like one verse. Because it does get a little... It's hard to release an album it's like just that, sort of but he like, does do medleys. Like, I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? I get yeah. it after the first chorus. Usually the first verse is the funniest anyway. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that I, I do agree that one felt um, too long. Now, the next one really didn't work for me. Yeah. It's called Colin in Sick, and it's another style parody. But the style parody they're going for here is grunge. Mm-hmm. It sounds nothing at all like grunge, and this is coming from... Someone who was a teenager in the fucking Pacific Northwest at the height of grunge. Okay, so you're a self-proclaimed grunge I'm expert. I'm a self-proclaimed grunge expert. Okay, a grunge spurt. I'm an absolutely, I'm that, an absolute grunge spurt. That's what people call me in all kinds of ways. Wow, it'll come out on our sex podcast. Okay, one, you know, some other reasons, but other in more reasons ways than one are just you know what I was just saying, which is that I'm a grunge expert. Yeah, Colin and Sick didn't work for me either, really. At the beginning, I could hear what they were going for because it kind of sounds like, I think they were trying to sound like Nirvana, like Come As You Are or Mm -hmm. something like that. But then the problem comes in when Weird Al starts singing. Yeah. Because he does not ever, and this is also a complaint I have, I realized listening to this whole album was that his songs would be so much better if he altered his voice to fit the style <laughs> he does a that little he's bit. doing. I mean, that they might be Giants when he cranked up the nasal to sound more like them. And on this one, I think Okay, he, but he's pretty nasal already. The vocals are one of the only parts on this that sound that sounded kind of grungy to me. Oh, disagree. Just the way he's delivering the lie, like he sounds disaffected. And Strong disagree. And, but he can't really pull it off. And I didn't like the keyboards, because I don't remember any grunge bands that featured happy little keyboards. If you're going for a Nirvana-type sound, Nirvana mm-hmm. is the epitome of grunge, right? Everyone agrees on that? Does everyone Was agree that on question? that, Micah? You're yeah. just asking me? Yeah. Um, well, I can't ask our... Uh, hey, listeners, does everyone agree on that? No, you don't want to participate? Great. Thanks a lot, assholes. <laughs> Micah, what do you think? I don't want to participate either. I'm not going on record with that. What? 
I'm kidding. They yes, I know what you're saying. They're like the prototypical grunge. They're the epitome of grunge. Of, That's yeah. they are what brought grunge to the mainstream. Okay, so the voice, Weird Al's, and if you think about other big grunge bands of the time, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. they have a more disaffected style, like you said, a more grungy mm-hmm. voice. Weird Al has a Weird Al voice. Yeah, but I could hear him trying it. It just the way the, the maybe not his voice, but the style that he was trying to sing in. He was trying, but okay. Well, the guitars sounded more like like you said, like a metal band or a hair band. It, there were parts of it that really sounded yeah. There it were, just didn't but really no, work. That for, for me, me, that was his singing and mm-hmm. the music. But it was mostly like the before the singing starts. I was like, okay, this could be grunge maybe but then it was like oh this is a an 80s hair band and that's what weird al thinks grunge is because he's older he's too old He didn't quite get it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I really didn't like that one. Mike, I'm sorry. I hate that one. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do parody, do it well. It just it just wasn't. Yeah, that song didn't work like, for me. And I don't know. And... I mean, obviously, Weird Al knows a lot more about music than I do. He's a very talented yeah, he, musician. True, true, and true. He's That's why he's able to parody so well. Parodying yeah. things and picking things out. And it's like a caricature of grunge. And but I do think he missed the boat, and it was just hair metal. I just think I think that if he would have chosen an actual song to parody, yeah, that it would have worked a lot better. In which that he case. did on other albums, like he parodied Nirvana. Yeah, didn't songs he do and, a parody of "Come yeah, As You Are"? I think so. What is it though? What's it called? I don't know. God damn it! This is stuff we could have looked up before. It we is started stuff recording. we could have looked up before we started recording, and we could look it up now but because that's not we why have the world's information at our fingertips. Right now, people don't listen to us for factual oh, I you were just stop. or interesting information. <laughs> like, <laughs> people don't people, listen to us at this point. People are not <laughs> listening anymore, so I don't think we need to worry about this. Yes, they are. Let's move on to the alternative polka. Yes, which I actually really enjoyed. I like this one as well, and I think it's because it's a bunch of small songs, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of very short clips of songs in a parody style. Yes. It starts in with... In a polka style. It's not a parody style. I'm sorry. Say that again. I meant to say in a polka style. Uh, the first one is uh, Loser by Beck. Mm-hmm. another thing we have previously talked about on our show actually oh, was yeah. that song because when we Ballou. interviewed chris Ballou of the presidents of the united states of america he talked about touring with beck and the fact that beck actually hated this song <laughs> loser but it became such a huge hit that he then was forced to listen to it and play it all the time mm-hmm. so i wonder how he felt about the weird al version again it's the same lyrics it's just polka music yeah. is the only difference 
And I liked it. It was fast. It's very short snippets of all these different songs that you recognize, but mm-hmm. you can't quite place some of them right away. But it's just silly. Um, at the time when this came out, these were all being played like round the clock on the the new rock alternative stations mm-hmm. and the, the well a little before the, this I think because like, top forty stations and, yeah yeah so um, people knew these but Jen the way they play music on those album or on those stations these songs were being played nonstop oh so. and they still are yeah. That's what I'm amazed by. Yeah. So what were the other songs that he parodies in this? Uh, Sex All I... Type Thing by Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I didn't know that song, actually, so I didn't... I think you totally recognize I mean, you recognize it, you just didn't know the name. Um, All I Want to Do by Cheryl Crow, which I think is which, interesting to, is that, that it's in the alternative Boca, but okay. I guess. I don't know. Um, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Yes. I love... Okay, so that one... This is a perfect song to make a polka out of because it is so, it takes itself so seriously, much like all Nine Inch Nails songs. Um, And I I like Nine Inch Nails, but. Yeah, that one worked really well for me. What I loved about that one was was the haze in there. You get me closer to God. Hey! 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 Which is hilarious with that song. Um, Next was Bang and Blame by R.E.M. I also didn't recognize that one, and I know a lot of R.E.M. songs, so I didn't know that one. You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Bullet Bef- with Butterfly Wings by yes. Smashing Pumpkins, which was also very funny to me. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. And someone will say what is lost can never be saved. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. One of your favorite songs, and we talked about that it a is? little bit with James. Yeah, oh. that was a song on James's playlist. Yeah, it's or not, no, 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 it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. It was just a song we talked about. It's not, it's one, not of one of my favorite songs. songs oh, I thought you really no. liked that song. It's fine. I mm-hmm. like earlier Smashing Pumpkins better, though. Um, my Friends by Red Hot Chili Peppers was next. I also didn't know that song. All Stick Around by Foo Fighters. Mm, I don't know that one either. You would recognize that one because it was played. But I was times in Montana, for, honey. Oh, that's true, but. I mean, I think it's still in heavy rotation on those stations. But there That's were the some, thing. I feel like, yeah. Uh, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Yes, which again, we've talked about, we talked about that on our music videos episode. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic music video. And Is by it? the way. Is that where we landed on that? That's where I landed on Very it. Very weird music video. It's really unsettling. Yeah. And I, and like, I, I thought it was really, really great. And the other thing I'll say about that song is that there is a version of Chris Cornell singing Black Hole Sun acapella, and it is mm. absolutely gorgeous. And I don't remember what it sounded like as a polka song. It sounded like a really fast polka, which <laughs> I thought was funny for a lot of these songs because they're not fast songs. Um, right. That is always funny. Yeah, and then and Basket then, Case by yeah, Green Basket Day, Case which Green we Day. all know. I liked the alternative polka. That might have been... I mean, Amish Paradise is a funny song. It's good. It's I, It is good. It's funny. Yeah. Um, after that, I think Alternative Polka is my favorite on the album. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to do polka versions of songs. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, since <laughs> yes, you've been we are gone, pro polka covers. Yeah, since, you've been, since You've Been Gone was uh, the next one. It was an original, right? One. It's an original acapella song. Um, oh, sorry. I need to say one more thing about the Alternative Polka. One song that Weird Al wanted to include in the alternative polka was another song we've talked about, Buddy Holly by Weezer. Really? Yeah, but at the last minute, Rivers Cuomo wouldn't allow it. Hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know that that one would have worked that well. Anyway, maybe they wanted to do. Maybe he wanted to do a full 
parody of that song, but I, I think it was just in the alternative polka. I could see that being a good song to parody. But they, Rivers, Cuomo wouldn't allow it. Um, it was still in the liner notes because those had already been printed. It was so late um. like, that he said no. Um, but he, Weird Al has performed that a lot, I think, um, his parody of Buddy Holly. Oh, he did do a parody of Buddy Holly? I think Holly? he's performed it live. I don't think he's ever recorded. I mean, it's been recorded. Maybe he released it on some other thing later, but it wasn't okay. included on this album. Yeah, so since you've been gone, I took no notes on this, so I think I didn't... It's short, at least. It's an original... It's like one minute long. ...acapella song by Weird Al mm-hmm. singing about how lonely he is. It's okay. It's fine. Okay, now this brings us to Gump. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, as we've already said, is a parody of the song Lump by the Presidents of the United States of America, mm-hmm. which also happens to be Chris Ballou's favorite song on that album, which I think is cool. actually like this song because it sounds just like lump and it's very catchy uh-huh and it makes me think of lump and the, start singing that <laughs> exactly and this is a note i took is that i realized that the ones i like the best are because he does parody he the music is so he does it very well yeah it's it's exactly the same the usually. songs i like the best are the songs i already liked the best mm-hmm. and you know in this one i thought it was was pretty funny. I mean, because you know who Forrest Gump is and you can connect to it. Yeah, even if you don't like the movie. Well, I mean, I think part of why I don't like that movie is because of the the context that I saw it in. Mm. And I think I did see it one other time since then and, and then I was like, I don't like this movie. But um, I saw Forrest Gump on my way to Montana. Mm. So after my family had come to the program I was at in Bend and picked me up and taken me to Montana with no, I had absolutely no idea that that was going to happen. I don't remember what that trip was like, but it could not have been fun. But we stopped for at least one night, maybe a couple nights we stopped. I went to see a movie. And we went to see Forrest Gump because what else were we going to fucking do? So it actually isn't technically in our time period because it came out came out right before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't have good, I just don't have good feelings associated with that movie. Yeah, you wouldn't. That makes no, sense. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I also, just speaking of Montana, we haven't talked about it much lately, but, you know, when we were packing all our stuff up, I was going through a lot of photos, uh, a lot of my parents' photos, and I found a whole bunch of photos from Montana. One of the headmaster himself, the evil man. Uh, and I I posted a picture of it in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. But then I deleted it because I realized, like, why is that what I want to focus on? So I do have other pictures that I will share. Yeah. Of, I don't know, basically just girls out in the woods doing stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's always weird to see those pictures. And especially when I see him. And what's really strange to me is that there are people that I'm friends with on Facebook 
that I was in Montana with or, or who were at the school who are friends with him mm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't, I'm not like angry at any of those people. And I also know that people process, all of us process our time there differently. And we were also treated very differently. So, you know, some people were treated much better by him. Yeah. And they had different relationships. We've talked about how yeah. the time you were there was one of the most extreme in I think some it ways. was the, and, in all ways, yeah. it was the most extreme time for the school in terms of rigidness about rules and mm-hmm. just, yeah, it was crazy. So some people may have had completely different experiences at different times. And even when you were there, well, like you were saying. But, but he's such a fucking bastard. Mm. I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me. And it makes me wonder, you know, it always brings up this feeling of like, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Am I overreacting about how cruel this guy was? And I know I'm not. I mean, the other part of it is that we're all just different people who have different emotional constitutions. And I'm a very, very highly sensitive person. And every time his truck drove up the driveway, I mean, I still get chills thinking about it. Like it was terrifying every single time. Mm-hmm. He just filled me with terror and fear and like what is gonna what is gonna be the thing today anyway so i know i'm not i'm not exaggerating because it's my own experience uh and i also know i'm not exaggerating because so many other people also feel this way but uh anyway it's just kind of a trip you know and i for a long time have been wanting to write a letter to him and i think i will do that at some point i may not actually send it but if i do that i will share that maybe in our facebook group or somewhere too and he's like a photographer. He takes photos mm-hmm. of the Swan Valley, which is where the school was. And there are these beautiful photos. And it pisses me off. It makes me angry looking at these beautiful photos because I'm just like, you shouldn't get to claim anything beautiful as your own. Maybe that's not fair. He has a wife and two daughters. And that's the other thing. I'm like, how is he a good father? Is he a good husband? They've been married forever. His wife also worked at the school. Like, He's not, he can't really be a full psychopath, can he? And raise daughters and like have good relationships with them. And I don't know. Anyway, these yeah, are questions I, don't know. I have. People can and be no different to different people. But yeah, just I don't stuff know. I've been thinking about, stuff I wonder about, things that have come up. But yeah, that trip from Bend to Montana was like, that was like the worst time in my life. Well, you know, one of the worst. And you had to watch Forrest Gump, which made it worse. <laughs> and I had to watch oh. Forrest Gump on top of it. God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, next so... is "I'm So Sick of You." It's a style parody of Elvis Costello. Uh huh. Um, I'm not a huge Elvis Costello fan. I know Elvis Costello well enough. Um, I like a lot of his stuff. I'm just not. This is another one that made our kids laugh. Yes, because and it's actually... very absurd and grody. It made me of. laugh too because he. He did that thing where you have a rhyme right in front mm-hmm. of you, but you don't use it. And it's when he says, don't have an ounce of class, just one big pain in the neck, mm-hmm. you know, instead of ass. Yes. And that made me giggle. You don't have an ounce of class, you're just one big pain in the neck. How much more can I take now? Give me a break now. You even snow and you're wide awake now. You tell all your friends with a perfect couple. Well, maybe you should get a clue. Cause baby, I, 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 I am 
Yeah. But Elliot laughed at your butts made of jello. Yes. <laughs> he just thought that was so funny. Number nine, syndicated ink parody of Misery by Soul Asylum. Yes. Michael laughed right away at this one. I did because I thought it was going to be, I thought the whole premise was going to be that his family really, really liked the show Three's Company. Because that's the first line. My whole yeah. family loves Three's Company. But that's a great line. As It is a great opening line. Yeah. My I liked this one because it just goes through a list of a whole bunch of shows that used to be on all the time back when we were kids. And it's funny to hear the list because they're really old shows (laughs) and they were old at the time. Yes. They were all in syndication. Right. So um, some of the ones I wrote down, well, he he mentioned Oprah every day at three, which was the case for many, many years after this. But Mm -hmm. he lists the Partridge family, Dynasty, Laverne and Shirley, Hard Copy, The Munsters. And I totally remember watching The Partridge Family and Laverne and Shirley. Are those shows still on anywhere anymore? Oh, I'm sure probably on. I mean, like there used to be like Nick at Night Night that would show. But I think those the shows they show now are newer, right? Yeah, probably. Most of them. Newer, meaning like old. From the 80s and 90s. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Number 10 is I Remember Larry, which mm-hmm. is a style parody of Hilly Michaels. Yeah, I think this is weird. Whom I had never heard of, and then I looked him up. I bet you did too. And you still have never heard of him. He's a drummer. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I'm just really confused. I looked it up, and he's a drummer, and this song, I was like, well, why isn't this just all drums then? <laughs> but did he maybe have I think have he, he did a, some solo stuff later. He must have. But I wasn't familiar with it, and I don't. I, I had never heard of him. I was it was completely lost on me. Yeah. Um I I kind of I feel like we're going to hear from Mike yeah. on this one. <laughs> and anyone out there feel free to tweet at and, me. And and other people um, probably like you idiots. It's at Hilly Michael Shelton on Twitter and Jen is at never saw that pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can just at me cuz I really like that. Mike likes being added a lot. Cuz yeah, it happens all that really rarely. Angry Hilly Michael fans. Hilly Michael, that's his name. Hilly Michaels. Hilly Michaels. All the angry Hilly Michaels fans. At me. This song also was pretty fucked up. The was whole it? album ends with um, pretty fucked up songs. It's about like a neighborhood prankster, Larry. Oh, God, that's right. Who and he then at murders. the end, he murders him. Yeah. <laughs> he just kills him and leaves him out in the woods. Yeah. Because he did all these terrible pranks. So, yeah, which is like kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a little bit. I think that there are a few points on this album, parts that just don't age that well. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe one of those songs. I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of silly. It wasn't that bad, but I think without the last song on the album, right. it would have been funnier to me. But <laughs> but with that one, um, yeah, it ended kind of in a weird way. Yeah, but we'll get there. But yeah, who the fuck is Hilly Michaels? Um, <laughs> and uh, why did you murder Larry? Well, you didn't hear all the terrible pranks he did. No, I, he I know. His I know. Car in half. Yeah, I mean, that guy deserves to be murdered. It's not really that dark. It's just like, what happens? Natural consequence. Yeah, when you annoy the fuck out of someone forever. Yeah, you get murdered yeah, in the woods. I mean, everybody knows that. Okay. 
Okay, next one is Phony Calls, which is a parody of Waterfalls by TLC. Mm. Again, this album is so great because it parodies so many things that we've talked about. Yes. But yeah, Phony Calls, we've talked about Waterfalls, of course, on our first music videos episode. Classic TLC song. And I like this one a lot because, first of all, I love Waterfalls. Secondly, uh, this one's about making prank phone calls. Yeah, which kids can't do anymore. But I, exactly, kids can't do this anymore. And when I was in middle school, so a few years before this came out, I, my best friend and I, I used to go over to her house every day after school, and this is what we would do for hours. We would prank phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> we, would, we would use the phone book, everybody. Yeah. Sit down, grandma's got a story. <laughs> we would get out the phone book and just randomly pick phone numbers and just do stupid, silly pranks. I mean, we did the classic ones like... Like the ones he mentions in the song? Like, like is your, is your refrigerator, refrigerator running? running? Yes, exactly. He does. He mentions a lot of the ones that we would do. Um, and then we would... I don't know. I, we would just get really silly. But then not long after this came out, or maybe already when yeah, this came out, you I could was, just do Star 69 and see who called you. I was actually waiting for a Star 69 line. Yeah. But I didn't hear it in there. I didn't... I don't know if I listened carefully enough, but... Yeah. Nice. I just late, but I yeah. Also, uh, there's a Simpsons clip at the end of Bart prank calling Mo. Yes, which I loved because that's a really classic Simpsons bit, and it's really really funny. But yeah, I really liked this one for for song reasons and for my own nostalgia childhood reasons. nostalgia reasons. Yeah, man, color ID ruined everything. Yeah, well, and now, of course, it's just not even a thing anymore. Yeah. You can't just call a random number and be like, hey, um, do you have any stuff? And That's a good prank. Is that the kind of prank you would do with your That's friends? That's the kind of prank we would do. We wow. were prank masters. It does sound like a lot of fun. And so we were like high level. Mm -hmm. We were doing some really high level stuff. It sounds like it. Yep. Yeah. It was good. Okay, and lastly, number 12, last song on the album is The Night Santa Went Crazy. Now mm -hmm. listen, this is the one of all of these that I that has not aged well yeah. at all. It's about Santa like mowing people down with guns mm -hmm. and uh, like it's just, it was probably pretty funny at the time and now it's like just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but even at the time it was like, it was. this was the disgruntled postal worker era Yeah, and I think that was yeah, but it's still pre Columbine up. and pre right. like. But there had been some workplace shootings, um, and I yeah. don't even were there multiple post office workers who I don't know, came but that used to be a funny thing to say. Remember, yeah. go postal. So yeah, he I was know. probably just. And it's kind of fucked up because a lot of the like my dad was a a mailman, and a lot of the people he worked with because when you take the test to become a mailman, you get a point bonus, which there's. This happens in a lot of government jobs and other things, but you get a point, point bonus if you're a vet or if you've served in the military. Mm -hmm. So especially my dad's peers mm -hmm. and people in his age group, there were a lot of people 
that with served PTSD in Vietnam and, and had severe PTSD. Yeah, but that of course wasn't being treated. And right, yeah, and yeah. Go postal became a phrase, right? Like I remember, we, we used to say that the back time. then. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go postal. Like that was funny. So I think, I like I think you know, to Weird Al's credit, he was doing something that was funny, funny at, at the time. time I yeah. think, and now it just is like. Yeah, he you know, all secondary the and all trauma, the elves, and, and it's very silly because it's Santa. Yeah, it's just um, not though. It's not funny for a fun little album. It is a fun it little sure album. It sure ends weird, but it, yeah, man, it sure ends weird. So yeah, so so in closing, my question for Weird Al, a- adult Weird Al fans, <laughs> yeah, is this? I thought you were going to ask Weird Al a question. My question for Weird Al. I wonder if we could get Weird Al on our show. <laughs> this probably would have been the best episode to do that for. I yeah, guess, and after but... he listens to this, he's going to be like, fuck you guys, you don't get it. Well, maybe. I mean, we didn't talk that much shit, did we? I mean, we did. Sometimes, I also have the same complaint in phony calls that he doesn't even try to change his voice, and it would have been so much better if he tried to change the style of his voice, but... But it's Weird Al. That's, I mean, that's his thing. That's my big complaint about mm-hmm. Weird Al. That's it. And that sometimes his lyrics are offensive, but that... That's also just time. Yeah, and that's that's anybody is going to have goes. those issues. I heard. I mean, from what I Wait. see of him in other things, he seems like a really good guy and really funny. And he obviously doesn't take himself too seriously, right. which I think is really important. Right. But he's had a long, long career. Like, I know, he's still and he's recording still a big, and releasing he's still recording. Albums. <laughs> he's still touring. I mean, I yeah. think he still like sells out. It's amazing. Big shows yeah exactly uh so yeah no disrespect to weird al he is a master of parody but what i was gonna say is like i still feel like if you're an adult fan of weird al it's because you loved him as a kid right like do people become fans of weird al as adults do you think probably i'm just curious if any of you are out there who discovered weird al in your 40s please let us know i'm just curious i i um i mean i could see that too like if you never heard of him and you suddenly hear amish paradise like that would be funny but the only situation in which you never would have heard of weird al is if you were amish and then i think hearing (laughs) amish paradise might be a little it might be funny and also well, if you're hearing it now, then you Confusing. are like an ex-Amish person. So I you guess. probably would really appreciate it. It'd be really specifically, especially funny to mm-hmm. you, you know? So so anyway, um, Mike, thank you so much for this suggestion. Uh, I particularly love the way that it connected to other things that we've talked about. And I also just love being reminded of, you know, being younger not the age I was when this came out and when I was in Montana, but when I was like in elementary school and even middle school, uh, it's fun to think about that time. And, you know, just being more innocent and appreciating these songs on a much lighter level yeah. and making prank phone calls. So, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Mike for this suggestion. And thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, we are eternally grateful to you. I know we talked about that um, Patreon at the beginning, so I won't go on and on about that. But if you are a $5 or more patron and you have a topic to recommend that we haven't done yet, please let us know. I know, Laurel, if you're listening to this, we have completely dropped the ball on yours, and that's because we need to have you on to guest. Uh, And for some reason, it's hard to make that happen for us. So we'll do that soon. Thank you to all our patrons and join us so Jen gets a tattoo. Just a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tattoo of death. (laughs) Let's see if I survive, you know. Oh, my God. It's unlikely considering that. Well, I won't give it away. I won't give give away away. the endings, although we already did. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. Hey, go write us an iTunes review. 
If you haven't done that, that'd be a cool thing to do today. Fun for everybody. Okay, thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See, see you in the 90s. In the 90s. Like all sign one.